Welcome to the Power of Makeup. This week, your host Lan meets global makeup artist, brand founder, and industry expert Ruby Hammer MBE. Welcome, Ruby. So happy to have you here. Oh gosh, I'm very, very <laughs> chuffed to see you, but also to be with you. So. Whatever excuse, I'm here. <laughs> Thank you, Sarge. Um, I brought you on here because, you know, obviously I feel a connection with you and ever since today we bumped into each other at a Mac event, actually, yes. and um, we had coffee together, didn't we? And it just tail rolled yes. off into you almost like being like a mother to me straight away. <laughs> and, you know, I was just so blown away by your um, kindness and your mentorship for within that, you know, 10-minute sort of coffee break Aww. that we had and it's you know it's just one of these things you just know a good person when you meet them and Bless um, you. well we, we obviously did because we we attended the event and then we couldn't stop talking and I didn't have anywhere to go you didn't have anywhere to yeah. go we thought should we just go we've got to get out of here and then we just went I think it was like a Pret-a-Manger or Starbucks or something and we just continued and I've known you like that ever since you've been ever so supportive of me um, oh. you know doing my own makeup for the for the latest shoot for my brand and all that but the things we've done with you your master classes your other big events with other makeup I mean, artists like Daniel and Phyllis so it's, it's the connection is there we don't yeah. have to it's not a fake it's just happened and I think it always will be there like yeah so. no I absolutely love like just hearing you and talking and seeing your presence you're oh. just like a light of positivity and you know everyone needs a ruby hammer in their lives so kind, i just wanted to share kind. this to everyone that's watching and listening <laughs> um so i i just want to go back into like you know your upbringing i know you've talked about your mother and everyone you know being a, quite a role model to you and you've always been into like self-care and looking after yourself and the people around you you know tell me like give us that sort of impression you know we've all got that moment where makeup is a thing imagery you know when you realized about looking after yourself um dressing up you know having that interest in makeup you know what was that sort of moment I think it's probably quite far back when I was a lot younger because my mum was a very young mum she had me when she was 17 and you know we were in Africa in Nigeria and my father was sort of progressing up so he was getting promoted promoted and he kept getting senior positions so they had to do a lot of entertaining and she has to cook you know so we're, I'm one of three so there's all this cooking away sweating away and it was like big fire it was one of those it wasn't like cooker and hob it was like you had to feed this fire you know flame so she'd be all sweaty and and then you'd see that she'd go and bathe and put her makeup on and put her sari on or whatever and that transformation is what I think really hit you like you think oh my god mum looks like a Bollywood movie star you know so, so that power that hits from watching films and things because in Nigeria we didn't grow up with any television nothing we just used to watch films and a lot of them were Bollywood films so you'd see that and then you'd see your mum transform into that and you realize oh my god the power of everything it's not just it's hair it's makeup it's your clothes and that that passion just ignited and 
she's been an inspiration ever since because she wasn't the skinniest of people, but she wasn't big. And she had that body confidence, you know, like to take care of yourself, mm. like all those years later when we moved to England, she would have massages, she'd go and have facial, she would take care of the house, she was a housewife for many, many years before she started to work towards the end. But um, she's a really good, positive role model in mm. that it was that you mustn't feel, oh my God, guilty. Like I, I saw a lot of British women or my colleagues or my friends, they felt bad, they felt guilty about taking care of themselves. Mm. And mum actually never did that because she knew we were her life. She put us first and foremost, but, but to be good for us, mm. she took care of herself. So I've learned that to say, it wasn't always about losing weight to look good. So there was none of these food issues. You should eat because food was a joy. She enjoyed cooking, she enjoyed feeding us. Eat it and if you've overindulged a little bit, do a bit less next time. But there was always that kind of joyful, positive, you know, don't wear tight clothes, be comfortable. But all you need to change your shape, go and exercise, take care of your body, take care of your face. All the lovely, girly, but joyful bits of putting on makeup, mm. you know, having your hair done like as she got older, then she probably coloured her hair, cut it. So really good things I've taken from there before I was even a professional makeup artist. Yeah, I was going to say, did you, did she um, teach you how to do makeup? Like how did you... No, because you, what... How I, did you I'm, just fall into It's really funny. That area. So as a professional makeup artist, I'm... I've assisted, I'm not taught, I'm not formally trained in any way. And mum didn't actually sit down there and show me what to do, it was just that it was there and you'd got sneakily try it when I was allowed to wear it. And then I worked in Harrods as a, um, wow. that was my Saturday job, to get the discount that you could buy um, mag uh, magazines for one, so you could sit and pour over them and then buy them and then try and copy yeah. what you saw or buy the actual product, you know, again, whereas B buy or Stage Light, um, there was a brand called Princess, uh, Princess Galitzine, it was an Italian, oh Italian brand with a bit like Tom Ford is now, mm. those sort of jewel rich colours. So she didn't physically show me, but the inspiration was there, but I poured over magazines and would just practice. Oh, that doesn't look as dark on me. I'm going to have to put a darker colour and work it out and just did it on myself, did it on myself. And then with work was as an assistant learning and you learn on the job all the way through my career about lighting, about TV, about black and white shoots, colour shoots, now digital, which makes life a lot easier than having to just look at Polaroids yeah, and I mean, guess what the makeup would look like in that particular light. Um who, who did you assist? I assisted a lady called Francine, Francine Schiffer. So she's the sort of same age as people like Sarah Rayburn and not quite Mary. Um, Mary's a little bit younger. But that elk. So she used to do shows. She used to do commercials. She used to do editorial, you know, like working with the David Baileys and uh, Terence Donovan, uh, Terry, who's the other one? Terry... O'Neill, you know, oh, like yeah, those, yeah. the big ones mm. of that era and elk. So I just used to go along and today we're doing this and tomorrow we're going to do a commercial and then fashion show week, 
we'd be doing the shows. So I had a very rounded, um, it wasn't just fashion, just editorial. She was a rounded makeup artist, yeah. so I learned by going with her and shadowing her, all those aspects of it. But it wasn't like having Pat McGrath or Val mm. or someone like that. It wasn't, it yeah, wasn't that. Yeah, because I find that interesting because I didn't get to assist. I've only ever, um, I was able to step into one show once to yeah. help out and that was with Alex Box, actually. Oh, my God. Um, what a wonderful woman to fall in there with. <laughs> that was just randomly. Like, yeah. uh, we had to support her for a, a show at last minute and, you know, I went in there with some of my friends just to help out and, you know, it, it was it was a lovely experience. Um, but... If you, like a lot of people were wondering, you know, like in terms of you assisting, you also have your own style. Like you're very beauty, very skincare, very conscientious. And I've seen you work and you work with your hands and it's like you're just magic, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, everyone knows you for this sort of glow and inner beauty. You but are do you think so any, kind. I, I... Any, any of those people that you've assisted, because I know like if I was assisting all these people I'd probably you know I'd die to have their knowledge and their skills and what they use have you sort of taken away any of those skills or do you think they just elevated your own you know I think I wish I'd assisted more people because she was the only one I assisted and then I probably did um you know when you sit here now and you and I can bring up a name someone like Adam de Cruz who I love and he's assisted Pat, he's assisted Val, he's assisted other people of that out. And I'm just mm. thinking, gosh, I wish I wish I had, or been someone like Lisa Eldridge or Charlotte Tilbury that had the chance to assist Mary Greenwell. You know, I've been on a shoot with her. I've assisted her very basically, mm. but already I had established myself. So I think I just innately had that I pay attention to skin. And that's my kind of style, if you if you like. So that that's where I just it's inherent in me and then I've just evolved those skills learning what you can reading what you can taking from those other artists I'm not sort of as avant-garde as you are you know the things when we've been together and I look at what you do my jaw drops I'm like how does she just how does that come in her head and then she manifests it she produces it and she does it in like three and a half minutes you know like I'm, I have to sit there and I think wow so it, it's just the love of what everyone has and I think that love of skin and showing that person that's that's my personal preference my beauty aesthetic and then I've used all the skills to help me enhance and deliver that in a better way as I've gotten older and more more experienced. And obviously, like, looking back at, like, what you've achieved and being surrounded by people, you know, like, with your culture and background, um, how did you feel? Because in that time there was no social media, um, not even phones, I don't think, you know. Um, how did you get around and did you have any, like, issues of being segregated or feeling a bit left out or a bit odd one out you know like how was that environment back then it, to, it's really funny yeah. because the what we do hair makeup designers models photographers it's inherently an, a competitive industry it's a wonderful industry but it's competitive because you're predominantly you're freelance you've not got a job that every single week I'm going to go and do this I'm going to go do that it's not like that so whatever I faced is inherent in our business that there is that aura of competition and there's no security mm. 
within it, being an Asian at that time, you're right, there wasn't that many role models, not for me to see on TV or other makeup artists. Or that. There was one or two, you know, like models, the odd mm. one, mixed race girls or bits and bobs like that, but not really. But I'm the kind of person and the, my upbringing and culture, like you said, it would, my parents were very supportive and they always made me feel whatever you set your mind to, give it your best shot and just try. You can't sort of just say, oh God, I'm not going to. So I kind of, they probably were issues. I just chose not to <laughs> see them like yeah. that. I just thought, well, other people face those issues. You know, mm -hmm. like, so what am I going to do? Just think there's no role model, so I can't go there. No, I'm going to go knocking on the door and go, hello, this is me. And thankfully, they the doors opened and hard work and a bit of confidence, a bit of self-faith. And it just went on there where I didn't look at it uh, as though the doors are that bit harder for mm. me to, to open. I just sort of took it. They're hard for everybody. Do your best. You can soldier on. They knock you about, try again. Was there something I should have learned from there? Or was, that, was it just my skills weren't good enough? I didn't take it personally. Yeah. And sometimes when it was obvious that, yes, it is personal, mm. I sort of, it's in my nature. I just thought I've got to address it a different way and there'll be a way to get around that and not necessarily blowing up and causing more drama than it's necessary. But it obviously did exist. You know, there was not that much diversity, there wasn't that much inclusivity, it was probably underneath racism like it is yeah. then or now, mm -hmm. it's there, it's got to be addressed. I just addressed it with a bit of a armour on myself yeah. and not, you know, not fighting out there, I just took it in and then would push back. But I mean, where I needed you know, to. you're still successful and it's probably because you sort of went around the way rather than creating trouble that you I took think, it on yeah. yeah I listened and I will stand up for myself everyone yeah. probably thinks you're a pushover I'm not a pushover but I picked my battles and yeah. sometimes it's better to just zip up and come back in a way where they have no recourse they're not mm. going to push you back and, you know, that's it. I mean, you've had a very long career span, so, uh, well, you know. <laughs> and I'm old in years, you know, so <laughs> yeah. that, that life experience teaches you how to sort of get that balance and self-control. And sometimes, yeah, I do lose it. And they were, but, but I didn't lose it at work. So I kind yeah. of kept, I'd come home and have a right go, God, I know you can't believe what yeah. you're But you... I've had that balance at work where I, yeah. and, and I've done it, I fought for other people, you know, like when you, you have assistants, I have assistants where they yeah. say one thing and then when they're going to pay you, they're meant to pay cash on the day and there's nothing you'll be invoicing, but those poor people needed their money then. Yeah. I can go and get it for what I do and I'm you better at it. fighting for people, for someone else than just for myself. Yeah, I think... <laughs> That's when you're a giver, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's, an it's, easy, it's, it's an easier fight. I can I can get out there and really muscle. It doesn't take long. For myself, I'm a bit more reticent yeah, yeah. about doing it. But even then, now you, well, I've learned that you can do it in a polite way yeah. and don't budge. And that, that's just life experience I mean, and you do it. So from there, like, how did you get in, navigate into, like, the branding? Because, again, you were a, a bit ahead of your time. You say you're not creative, but <laughs> really you created one of the most diverse brands, like, and well, you went into that 
the arena before most people did. Which is true, which is true, which is true in some way. So the thing is, again, every part of that, of of one's career, and I've had a long career, so it's 30 years plus, it's an evolution. It's not like I had a game plan and I've just jumped from one circle to another, from being a makeup artist to I'm going to do this or to go to brand. No, I think it's all connected somewhere. You meet a lot of people along the way. Um, so before even doing, say, Ruby and Millie, me and my ex-husband had brought Aveda to this country. So that's another very that's inclusive, diversive brand, yeah. you know, like whether it's curly hair, straight hair, being organic. They weren't quite vegan, but organic as, as you know, thinking about the environment, thinking about the planet with horse, Racklebecker, all of that. So you have a natural interest in something and it attracts you doesn't it you're not going to run towards something that you think oh my god that's disgusting that's vile all the money in the world won't push you there because you have what you love that's what I loved so from there came the the brand Ruby Millie which nowadays we call it diversive we call it inclusive we we did cause up a storm in there but it was it was Part and parcel of me, part and parcel of my business partner then, Millie, Millie Kendall, pairing up with somebody on the high street, which is a giant like a boots. You know, they haven't ever done a deal like that before. And we did it and we did all aspects of it. Yeah. So the more you do, the more you learn, the more you're equipped to deal with the next wave of whatever comes, you know. So. Did you find it, um, I know it's quite funny to say, but like, as my experience is, like it's a man's world in such a big beauty arena. You know, it, did you find it like as a makeup artist, you're like so demure and everything, and then like you're gone, wow, wow, this is me making a brand. You're so successful. You know everything. Like, how did you find that sort of power to push everything forward? It's always a man's world. You know, whether mm. we're in this industry or not. You know, if you're in banking, if you're in finance. There are lots of heavy hitters out there now, women, but predominantly it's still men. If you're in the movie industry, again, you know, the the, the positions of power, if it's mm. a director, if it's a producer, if it's that, we're getting there mm. gradually. We're causing quite a lot of, you know, we're, we're upsetting the apple cart. We're shaking up that yeah. carpet and, oi, get me in there. I'm just as good as anybody else. We're doing that, but it's always been a bit like that, even the dynamic, and especially being Asian, where you are reared. Thank God my parents were very equal role models. They had different skills, they had things, but where my mum might be seen to be subservient and just running the home, but she ran it in an effective way and as a proper partner to my father. So I saw that, and he was a professional, a doctor, uh, this. So... That, that dynamic, I think I was lucky enough, again, to get that from home to see, no, they run this like equal, so why should I be any less? So inside me, in my head and my heart, it's in there. I've got that armour on. And then when you see it in your work or whatever, because think about it, all the photographers now, even now, predominant there's more men than women photographers there's Mm. a lot of women photographers now but when I first started there weren't that many women photographers women assistants hello none (laughs) none because you had to carry all this gear have it none yeah I think in my time 
None. And then when I saw one, I remember it was Eamon McCabe, the photography, and he had two female assistants. I was like, bloody hell, Eamon. You know, it was was amazing. So things take time to change, Mm. and um, slowly we're getting there. But, yeah, there are things where on the commercial front, like someone like Boots must have just thought, oh, we're the giants, we know what we're talking about, they're just silly girls. If you made a commercial decision or you complained mm. about something, they would think it was a creative or it was like, oh, is, is it time of the month, girls, that you're just kicking up a fuss? And you'd have to sh- you had to be more on it and give them the reply and the things to say, this is a commercial decision, we're losing money from this decision or that decision or please look at it this way and you just had to realize and fight those battles and just keep pushing just relentlessly pushing but i mean having the brand it propelled you more to the forefront on a mass market scale and forced you to be in front of the camera which you know my thing is like how did you find that transition because makeup artists are generally quite behind the scenes not front of the scenes so you were again one of the first that <laughs> most people would know like for being on tv press in front well, like doing all the quotes and things in magazines and having the relationship with journalists like you were still one of the first for me i um, I, I i believe I when you look back at it like that mm. you, you are right you know I, I never think about it until somebody says that to me but i remember having a big um um, it was a thing called Portrait of an Artist, and it was for Elle magazine. Mm. And they followed, you know, it was like six pages of Elle, and they followed me around to, which is when I first met Millie. So it was in Harvey Nichols when Shulmora had first come. And then there was like a professional place like, um, what was it, Screen Face, and then like a box standard little dirty chemist somewhere. So they filmed all of these things back of house how you buy things how you look so even then yes now we are on the forefront of everything and it it wasn't even at the times when you did the shows where it was all about the models doing their finishing off their mascara doing their lip liner from the head makeup artist finishing up we weren't out there you know then the cameras went from the models to oh how is Guido or Eugene doing that bit of hair how did Sam McKnight do that and then the makeup artists that were there big so slowly we came out of the background but I must have been none of it is thought out I've been lucky Mm. and I've been in that wave and same with TV like I didn't know I went to do a a job for close show and they were asking and it was about that time with Mac and Kevin O'Corn the false eyelashes very matte face very matte that sort of nude you know spice lipstick and you know false eyelashes all that they kept asking and they're doing and I said yes of course I said well you will have three girls and I was like yeah there's no problem we'll do it and then and then then she thought she goes oh no I don't think you realize you're going to have to do that live on camera and I was like oh (laughs) and you just they just threw you in there and I learned to swim. Thank God I could swim. So I just took it on, okay, I'm going to just cheat it that way. I can't, mustn't bend my head that way because they're just going to see the back of my head. All right, I'll just cheat it this way. So, and you had to speak. Mm-hmm. I found that I could do it. So I didn't even know that that is a skill. That's another skill to actually doing your makeup. Yeah. And I just and then I thought, well, I better brush up some of those skills again. It just it opportunities came, and I wasn't shy 
to grab them. Not like I'm going to be the best at everything, and I wasn't, but I brushed up my skills and did the best I could. Did the best I could. But there's a bit of luck. There's a bit of luck there. So thank you. It's <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. And um, so, you know, you've done the brand and then it's end like it, it stopped and then what did you do then like how why you know well the brand we your... launched uh it we were in 1996 took two years to create it 1998 we launched they were they were you know it's like a marriage there's a there's a mm. it's a long relationship so 2011 10 11 stuff so we were thinking okay this isn't going totally how we want it so there's like in every relationship, there's an ex yeah. exit clause, like in, you know. So having come out of that, and it was full on for all those years, it really was. Um, and in the meantime, there were personal issues where my mum had been diagnosed with cancer mm. and I was dealing with that. So I didn't have the gumption to do anything else. Yeah. And to come back with another brand, whatever, whether you have one item you're going to mm. come out with or a range of thing or full-blown whatever you're going to do, it takes, you need all your resources. People don't realise that when you set up something, and I'd say that to everybody out there, mm. never ever not do it. I'm not putting you off it, but yeah. I'm saying really think it through because it's going to be all-consuming. It's going to need all your resources, your mental, your physical, your financial, your emotional, your family, your friends. You're, you're going to need all that support. So whilst you're bolstered up, you can. there's still a chance you could fail. So mm. be sure about all these things before you step so I'd already learned all of that I was about to say you're lucky enough so I thought oh my god before I do it again I better be clear what do I want and I thought and now there was social media there were different things you know we did we didn't quite have COVID yet but we had social media so you could do it this way you could do it on e-commerce you could do it and I've still got the old-fashioned bricks and mortar connection mm. you know I like that so I thought if I start off small mm -hmm. and I just do it exactly to please myself because I don't have a business partner here, I don't have to please Millie, I don't have to please mm -hmm. the boots, I don't have to go through the, oh, this is how Aveda would like it. I could do it for myself and I just kept it small and tight yeah. and that's how, you know, using the tools that are available now and then... Covid nicely come and hit, yeah. <laughs> but touch wood, it's I'm surviving. I wouldn't say I'm thriving, but I'm blossoming. It's it's giants have come on their knees. Touch wood, I'm still We're all going. in the same boat. I've got a very small team. Everything is small, so I didn't run before I could walk. I'm yeah. still walking at a slightly faster pace, but it's all going good. Touch wood. And you. You've chosen a few key brands. Like most people, when they launch, they try and launch everything. But you, this time, you are launching literally one at a time, aren't you? Like, well, I'm, I'm trying so. to. I, I had an idea to launch a little bit more of, of, of it together. But one is money. You know, you need a lot more money to do that. And people will lend you that money. But people forget if you've taken investment, you're going to have to pay that money back somewhere. And I've always had, again, whatever I've done commercially, I've made a success for whoever I've partnered up with. They made a profit. 
Yeah. It's I think that was important. the advice that you told me when I first met you about asking about a brand is like, yeah. just remember, you can get whatever money, but remember, it has to be paid back, you know. Somewhere think about people, where people, oh, I'll give get it. this. Yeah. And they don't think, you're going to have to give that back sometime before mm. you even, you get it. Or it's all great when it's going, but when, what happens if you got to ask yeah. yourself that? So I just thought if I take a load of money, what if I can't do it like that? I No, I've got to watch it. And so I just did edited, well experienced things, and I didn't have tons of money to launch all my 15 items in one go. Yeah. And then actually I started with one one key item, you know, the magnetic brush, a, a bit of this, bit of that, gradually adding. But then COVID has hit so that it's a, it has affected our supply chain all the way through, like from manufacturing to cargo, to, and then we've got Brexit on the top of it now. So shipping, delivery, yeah. the, the, you know, everything you, it is slower for everybody, whether they say it or not, we're all dealing with this. So thankfully... I thought, all right, I'll launch. I had, what do you do? Do you get all frustrated and kind of, do I take more money to speed up the process? Okay, I can take the money, but then I won't, I won't be able to create the stuff anyway because it's coming from China or it's coming from Germany mm. and they're in lockdown, we're in this and now there are the... So I just thought, okay, I'll just do it as and when I can. So I, I took that weight off myself by myself to say... I will just do it where it's viable and possible so that I'm not thinking, oh, the deadline, I've got to do this, I've got to do yeah. this. But, I mean, yeah. you can tell that you've took your time because the products that you have launched are extremely good. Thank you. And Thank from another you. makeup artist to another makeup artist, you know, I'm the first one to say if something is wrong and I would be the first one to say, I, Ruby, you need to change this. If, totally. But I, I've actually worked through it. I use them, but I've kept them for myself. <laughs> Not necessarily for my kit, I tell everyone. Please. But I keep it for myself because what you've created is like, it's handy, your brush, and you could do different things with it. And I've tested it to the max before I said anything brilliant, to you. Brilliant, and brilliant. Your eyeliners as well, and I do wear it like every day, or any time I have to do my eyes. I love I do reach for I your eyeliners. I and love that's just, how fussy you, know, you are. I am very fussy, and like, I've been using like certain products for. God. See, that makes, me feel, that makes me feel amazing, 20, amazing, 20 because you are a mm. very discerning artist yourself, plus you're a woman, I'm a woman, mm. so, but we have different colourings, we have different ages, all of that, the fact that I think there's that inbuilt bit of, I don't want to trip myself up either, because people yeah. have such high expectations of it, yeah. so I just think, okay, I'm just going to do little things, and I hopefully they're going to be really good things that come out, and... Mm. Please call it in. Everything you want so that your kit is well, well <laughs> equipped and you can have as much as you want for you personally. This is so. the bonus of knowing the brand owner. Get you freebies. You can always have that. You can um, always samples. have that But also, um, yeah, in terms of like just carrying that brand name and everything, like you've done it now. Um, you've collaborated with so many brands and now you've got your own. What is the pressures? Because I don't think people understand the pressures of trying to maintain and being at the top and also, you know, all those little things that nobody tells you about. Like, It, it is quite hard and I'm, I'm taking it humbly that, no, I'm not right at the top. But you know what? It, it, <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. I, I, I do my best. Mm -hmm. I do my best. And at the end of the day, I've, I'm quite philosophic about it as well in that, I, like I said earlier when we started chatting, that I will always give it my best. 
but I don't take it as though it's my personal failing if it doesn't all succeed. It does worry me, and there are lots of pressures, because they just are. That's, but life has pressures. So I don't hide away. I, I've never been an ostrich. When there's an issue or a problem on set with other people, with clients, with business, whatever, the first thing is you've got to address them. You've got to face them. And in facing them, you'll find a solution. It might be an easy solution, it might be a difficult one, it might be long-term, it might be short-term, it might be, oh my God, how easy was that to just chat and resolve this? Whatever it is, face it. And that's what I've done the same with the brand. So I've just, each, and each new brand is not the same. And everybody will tell you, or each new product launch is, is, is not the same. Like, you're gonna be having a second baby now, you've got your lovely one, it's, we all think, oh, all pregnancies are the same. They're not, are they? Mm -hmm. They're all unique. And this is like giving birth and each child is different yep. with its own unique opportunities and problems or whatever, obstacles, that you have to address looking at it as one thing at a time. And, and that's all I've done. I just I look at it and I think, oh, I better be a bit better at this because this one finally mm. bears my name. It actually says Shreeby Hammer. It's not Ruby and Millie. It's yes. not this, it's not that. So I, I give it my best yeah. and I will try, but I also think, you know what? It's not a loss of life. It's not this. You, you take it all like that. And I don't believe all the hype, but I also know that behind it, I've put some hard work and I, I trust that. You've got to trust your skills and have that inner bit of, faith about it as well and I think all right I've done the best and now let it let it roll and if it doesn't I'll keep looking at why why didn't that work out is it something I've done or this or that try to make it better and if all else fails I'll just think okay sleep on it and think about it tomorrow let's address it <laughs> <laughs> I love that because even though you're quite positive you you're still so self you, you criticize yourself and you're the one, and not in a know. in a nasty negative mm. way to to keep beating yourself. You know, mm. like looking at your face and thinking, oh, must, I'm getting older. This is going. That's going. This is flopping. That's. If you always look at it with what isn't right, you'll never look at all the good things about what you have got. So I do do that in a very way where I am cautious. I am cautious, um, and I take very educated gambles, or or or, or you know, I will go with it. Inherently, I have got a bit of that creativity, but a bit of entrepreneurship. Mm. But I also, maybe it's my years or maybe it's my Asian background or maybe this is how I've evolved spiritually, is to say, it, it, as long as life is not at stake, mentally or physically, whatever, you have to bring a bit of peace to yourself as well. If you don't give that to yourself, you can't go looking for it from everyone else to give you that just like confidence, some of it has mm. to come from you. So you've got to have a bit of faith in yourself too, to think, I'm capable. All right, I'm feeling a bit of a hard time now, but I am capable. And if somebody comes and says to you, well, this is where you were wrong, you can't cuss them out and punch them out. You've got to take that yeah. in, listen, <laughs> and use it to say, actually, that person did me a lot of, you know, I need to take that on board and see what I can do. Okay, and um, I just want to finish up with, like, um, so there's a lot of, you know, 
multicultural people around globally that would be listening in and you know at this point of time you know culture and everything is, is so heightened and you do have a seat at the table in in a way that you've yeah. you've built up because you've worked hard you have never complained about it so what sort of advice would you give to um anyone else that feels a little bit of an outcast or feels like you know don't they don't have that voice you know what skills could you maybe give them to build their confidence or empower them to be able to fight forward? I will say that, look, you know, look at it objectively. Are you really being pushed out? Or is it sometimes how we feel? You know how sometimes, even in a family, a big mm. family, you get a moment where your parents do love you all equally, but you just feel, oh my God, it's always that one who's always getting me attention. <laughs> You know why? So I, I would always say, have the discipline to look at it so that you're not always dooming and glooming about it. Like mm -hmm. say, is this really something and what could I do about it? So tackle it that way so that you can say, yeah, man, they treat me like an outsider. Why is that? Is that because of the way I dress? Is it how my attitude or what is it I could do? And if you could analyse it a little bit and then maybe address that and then some way maybe that you know what you really they'd really have been unjust to you well then wherever the doors are open whether it's a social whether it's a tweet or whether it's an instagram whether it's legally taking up your stance find for yourself do it in a way that's not gonna just be i'm just making a lot of noise and punch up and causing more of a mess think of what you could do that cannot do that in a nasty way mm. But you have to stand up for yourself. And I think sometimes you make it a lot worse than it is. And sometimes yeah. it is a lot worse than it is. And at that time, don't don't be fearful. Do fight for it. But uh, that's all I can say is each instance, weigh it up properly and do it what feels right to your heart and you are. And sometimes it's only a little bit of patience as well. Yeah. And I mean, you do have an MBE, and I know people do. You know, how can you forget? You know, um, the fact that you do have this means that you are on a pedestal in some way, and you do have some sort of responsibility because people are looking up to you on all different levels. So you know, um, and I like doing that. I, I will help anybody mm. I can because I've always said, doing good feels good. And you know what? People mentored me. You've mentored me. So it's very nice how you said it to me when we first met. But that benefit wasn't just enjoyed by yourself. I enjoyed getting yeah. that benefit back. And I think as long as we realise nothing, whether we're talking about race or sex or ageism or um, not earning the same money, whatever it is, there's always up and down and you've got to just realize if we can be mutual so that it's beneficial to everybody yeah. so that it's equal opportunities mm -hmm. I don't just want it so because I'm Asian I should be treated better yeah. or because I'm black I, I've got the right to do this or not it's just all of us have that right and let's try and make mm -hmm. that achievable for everyone not just our little niche corners <laughs> Amazing. Um, yeah, so uh, what's uh, next for you? Have you got secret stuff in mind mm, that we can I've expect? I've got a couple of products in the pipeline, yeah. yes. And I think forefront of my head is just 
not going bust, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> yeah. trying to still keep, keep a going, mm -hmm. keep, keep it going, keep the battle going. Hopefully when we get out of mm -hmm. COVID land, you know, like we've learned a lot of lessons from that too. Just, just positively moving forward. I, yeah. I hope I don't tumble and fall backwards. I just want to keep going forward. There are some products in the pipeline. And as you know, if you are open, so all kinds of things come to yeah. you and then mm -hmm. you've got the choice to take them and run or or not, you know, but I think there are good things coming. So I'm just going to keep myself open to see if I can benefit from all of that and see what I can do for others too. Brilliant. I can't wait to see what you come <laughs> up with. Um, so I say, Ruby, thank you so much thank for your time. You, and thank, thank you for you. sharing thank some you. of your personal it's experiences. It's always a pleasure to see you, know. you, to hear you, to be with you. It's always, always amazing. And thank I look forward so to much. promoting your brand more. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> Thanks, much. Thanks, Ruby. Take care.